Testing, testing, yep. Good yeah. 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 This is Bob. This is Jordan. This is Shop Talks. Yeah, we're here in Boise, Idaho. Just uh, hanging out, shooting shit. Yep. We're chatting a little bit about politics and food and but tonight evolution. Evolution, yeah. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> pre hominid hunter gatherers. Interesting conversations. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna. This is part two of who knows how many parts. We might finish it today. We might not. Yep. So another installment of just some basic personal finance advice. Just because that seems to be in talking to people, that seems to be something that's a big need. Yeah. There's a big. There's a. There's a big need for just basic personal finance information, and not stuff that's been kind of washed over with a particular agenda yeah trying to get some agenda free information here yeah um we work i work for a financial institution uh i work in um i was in a position where i opened new accounts uh checking savings accounts uh occasionally a certificate of deposit help people order or apply for loans apply for credit cards uh, I did. I did home equity credit for a little while, which are, in most instances, not a wise choice. Yeah. Well, I. In most instances, they're definitely not a wise choice. They can be used very effectively, yes. and I've and I've figured out ways where they can be used very effectively. But it's not something. It's not like here's an an average consumer financial product. And that's right. how HELOCs are generally presented. Is yes. like average run of the mill consumer financial product. And they probably shouldn't be because it's a really easy way to get yourself in over your head on, on your home. And, heard, and you don't want to be gambling with... Right. I've heard Ramsey say, do you want to lose your home? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not wise with it, you can lose your home. So, you want to make sure... Or you can just put yourself in a position where you ruin all your equity over interest payments. Or, yeah. you you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be you lose your home, but you just ended up putting yourself in a bad position or wasting money. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, it could be that insidious, but it doesn't always have to be that bad for it yeah. to be bad. Yeah. Um, but they can be very useful. They're, 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 they're a financial tool. That's it. Yes. They can be, you know, if you try to use a 10-pound sledgehammer to do finish knit work, you're going to be <laughs> bummed out. But if you want to break up concrete, that's the, you know, that's the hammer you want yeah. and vice versa. So, like, I don't. I don't want anyone to get the idea that like I'm going to disparage any particular financial product. They all have a purpose. Yes. They all are a specific tool yes. to achieve a specific thing. But if you're using it incorrectly, that's where the problems really start to arise. That's where it, well, it can bite you. Well, let's let's let me make a, a movie analogy here. Everybody's seen Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Hope Andy. so. And, yeah, hope so. If you haven't, I'm sorry. If you haven't, go watch it because yes. it's excellent. It's and it's based it's on a, a it's based on the Stephen King short story. Um, so Andy Dufresne gets a rock hammer, which mm -hmm. is a small hammer. Yeah. And he digs his way out of prison with it. That's right. Um, that is proper use of a tool. Uh, that's a small. That was the right yeah. tool for the job, yeah, right? Exactly. Maybe you would have liked to have a jackhammer, but that. Wasn't the right that tool the right for tool. the job. Exactly. Would have been the right tool for the job if no one was listening. Yes. You know what I mean? And this, so this is, yeah. 
dealing with your finances, you need to be very strategic. And that's a, so it's a perfect analogy, you know? Yeah, absolutely, he probably could have made that tunnel in a day with a jackhammer, but he never would have got into the first eight seconds because everyone would have heard him. It was basic strategy. Yeah. And the same thing can be said about the way you apply different financial products and different uh, methods to repairing your finances. Different tools and always the right tool for the job that you've chosen, strategically chosen, not just haphazardly, oh, that'll give me some credit, you know? Yeah. Well, say like we are talking about just a little bit before we got started here about, I got offers to increase the credit limit on, my, on one of my credit cards, and I'm not gonna do that because I feel like I have an access to enough credit at this point mm -hmm. that I'm not gonna hurt myself by not having the extra credit. Yeah. But some people may, like you said, you find that useful. I actually would like to have the extra credit, but I'm not finding that useful for me at this moment. I do, but I also recognize that like, if you know that you have spending issues to sort out or habits to sort out, or you wanna get yourself a little bit more dialed in, um, I would never advocate that somebody have a really high limit credit account, be it a credit card or a HELOC or anything else, if they have not first um, really gotten their spending habits under control because it can be a really really short fast road to uh, financial problems and possibly you know financial ruin if you're to you know get something get uh, you know revolving lines of credit with credit limits that are significantly higher than what you can afford right and a lot of people will unfortunately think because, oh, my bank gave me a, uh, this credit card, $10,000, that I can spend it. They must know, they, they assume that the financial institution or whatever company gave them the credit maybe knows better about what they can afford than they do. And they yeah. go, oh, I can afford it. They gave me the line of credit. I, they gave me the credit. I must be able to afford it. And then they spend it, and lo and behold, they can't. And so the, um, I... I like having as much credit as possible, but only because I don't abuse it. Yeah. I'll use it strategically to make purchases or uh, move funds around or whatever I need to do, but what I'm not going to do is spend a bunch of money on a credit card that I can't afford to pay off that month, right? Yeah. I may I may go, oh, I want my credit card to have this, that, or limit or whatever. I'd like the limit to be as high as possible. Not so I can spend as much money as possible, but so when I do spend, you know, a few thousand dollars on a card in a month, it's still under that 30 to 40% mark, yeah. right? You know, if you got a, if your credit card's 2,500 bucks, well, then what the, how the fuck are you going to, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, you can use it and you can use that to increase your credit, but you can't go, oh, I went and bought $5,000 in flooring on my credit card because I, I wanted the, I wanted the, the extra points or I wanted the extra miles or I wanted the, I wanted the 2% dividend, right? Or yeah. whatever. If you can't, if you want it, if your limit isn't ten twelve thousand dollars it's definitely not wise to you know so that's that's the reason that i do that that way is yeah but i'm trying to do a little bit different things with that stuff 
yeah. What we're talking about is how to get to the point where that, where you're trying to do that kind of stuff. Like, okay, well, and to do that, the way to start out um, is to make sure that you're being real with yourself about what you can afford to spend every month. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've got a $20,000, $30,000 credit card. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. And I think the HELOC is one of those things. And if anybody doesn't know what a HELOC is, it stands for Home Equity Line, line of, credit. of Credit. And it is basically a line of credit that's issued by a financial institution against the equity value of the home. And if you don't know, equity value of the home is the, the, the difference between the current market value of the home and the principal owing on your mortgage. Yes. And the difference is considered the equity. And when you go and get a HELOC, they will generally issue you a revolving line of credit, like a credit card, but it uses the equity in your property, your home, or your real estate to secure yeah, that revolving the, line of credit. It's the collateral of your yeah, home. Yeah, it's the collateral for that loan um, or that credit. And they'll issue you generally not more than 75 to 80% of the value of the equity, sometimes as much as 90%. But anyway, you're getting somewhere in the, right around 80% of the equity I found, value I found in the HELOC. generally average nationwide for the states that we issued at home at the yeah. credits in. I'm curious uh, what's the number. about 80%. Okay, and see, see that's, uh, that's about what I found, 75, 80%. Yeah. And then you can find them where they'll give you 90, but you're gonna be paying more for yeah. that extra 10%. You're yeah. gonna, your interest rate's gonna be higher. Absolutely. You know? But the HELOC, a lot of reasons why people get end up getting that is like, oh, we wanna put in a pool, or oh, we wanna remodel, or oh, you wanna make some decision that is not long-term financially wise. It's, I want to have this nice thing in my life, but I don't have the money. I haven't earned it yet. Yeah. Right? So you take the money out, you t and, and by taking the money out, you're taking equity out of the home. You're, that's, you're stealing security from your family when you do that. Yeah. You, and I've done that. You have to, I'm, so I'm not saying don't ever do it, but if you're going to steal that housing security from you and your family, it had better be for a really important and very assured reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, I when uh, we'd sit down as uh, as coworkers to have lunch, this one, a couple people would come and say, "Oh, I can't wait to get equity in my home, so I get a home equity line of credit, and I can use that money to invest in the stock market." Eee. And I was like, "What? You better be a real independent." And it's uh, like, that's a little more ambitious than I want, you know. It's I'm, not I'm, the know, worst. It depends on who's doing it and who's yeah. doing the investing. And like, if I I would never advocate that anybody take yeah. money out of a HELOC and put it into mutual funds yes. or some other such shit. But I have used my HELOC as investment monies. I'll continue to do so. Yeah, but you're not. All, but, but you're also using it for physical. Yeah, generally, generally physical investments right. in real estate, uh, hard assets, right. and things like Stop that. No, yeah, and so like, please, if somebody is like super into the markets and that really interests you, by all means, like, um, look at having a small like 
investment account, especially through some of the apps that they have now. You can have, you know, um, essentially free trading. I mean, nothing is free in this world, but it's about as close as you can get. Yeah. And you can start to learn about it and do small volume trades for not, you know, for not a whole lot of money and kind of start to acquaint yourself well, you're, with you're, There's nothing wrong with that. Your bank, your but, bank is generally going to have, if you bank with a major bank, their, their website's going to po point you to their advisors mm -hmm. where you can set things up and have trades at a minimal cost. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go to Schwab or something like that. They, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like that. You if can you want to. Yeah, you can Roth do. IRA, traditional IRAs, you can put money in those for retirement. Yep. Um, Roth, preferably a Roth. Yeah. I might, if, you, if your company offers a Roth IRA option, please. For the love I of God, pay the tax, pay, pay the tax up front, and get a tax-free option. You'll save hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars on that on that retirement account, having it be taxed up front. Yeah. Um, as opposed to a tax-deferred account like a traditional. My, I probably need to swap my my, my contributions from my phone account to my Roth. Oh, dude! If you've got a Roth IRA, I would be I would contribute to that more heavily. But that's just. I understand. Um. Anyway, the um, so we, maybe we, what we probably we've kind of talked about um, maybe talking about simpler things, you know, kind of breaking this down a little more simply. Yeah, we're like right? running off into the so um, so we're gonna stop for some basic suggestions that you can take or leave. So when you sit down and think about how you spend money, once you think about the, one of the biggest expenses we all have is food. Mm -hmm. So. One you want to make, maybe start making, if you don't make a weekly meal plan, make a weekly meal plan. It isn't this just This helps about, with like health and everything else too. It's not, it's yeah, not, absolutely. this isn't just a financial suggestion. Yeah. This is going to help in general. It's going to save you a bunch of time throughout yes. the week. It's going to make you less stressed. Yes. Because how many people have been rushing out of their house to go to work or take their kids to soccer or, or go to this meeting and they don't have time to make a healthy meal. So they just buy something from a fast food yeah. place. You know what you did right there? You gave yourself something that wasn't particularly healthy and you spent money unnecessarily. Right. You and, know? and maybe you have food in the fridge that's gonna spoil. Yeah. It's gonna so go bad while you're eating that cheeseburger. So just after, after Mary died, um, Mary would cook until she got sick, and then I cooked. Mm -hmm. But we still ate out a lot more than we should have while she was sick because it was just easier. Mm -hmm. She spent a lot of time in the hospital sure. at some point, too. But anyway, so after she died, I'd go to the store. I had this this massive plans to cook at home, eat healthier. And so I'd fill the fridge with food. And then I'd get home and from work. Or I'd be home and I wouldn't want to cook and I would just go out. Mm -hmm. And so I was spending money on groceries and then I'd spend money on restaurants or just fast food and then I'd throw food away. Mm -hmm. So you've got to sit down and make up your mind how you're going to do this. You've got to you've got to decide how to do this. And you so what you can do is, is make a meal plan <coughs> and you can either decide. We'll eat out once a week or every other week or once a month. As Whatever it is, before. whatever it is, dude. Right. If you want to eat out three times a week and you can afford that and that yeah. fits into your budget and that's what you want to do, great. Right. I'm not advocating that. I, I, I'm not going to come out and say, like, you need to do it this way. All I'm advocating is that 
you plan it a little bit ahead of time yeah. so that you can be accountable not to me or anyone else's ideals of what you should do but just to yourself well this isn't about account this is about personal accountability we're not here to tell you what you absolutely have no to do. no absolutely this not. is just some suggestions about like, how you right. can develop that relationship right. with yourself so it's like when you if you have a cafeteria at your job or you have you know you you got going with somebody every day and get pizza or have a sandwich shop deliver you a sandwich with the and with the advent of di dining these dash program. Uh, oh uber yeah, like the Uber Foods, Uber Eats, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can have coffee delivered. I was at uh, Autumn wanted to stop at a um, a coffee shop on the way out for her sisters, and it says the Dash place was at the the, the coffee place. Mm -hmm. So you can literally call and get a coffee, a five dollar coffee, and pay six bucks to have it delivered. See what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So I mean, it's like the, you can. There's loads of ways to spend money. Exactly. There's so. anyway. If you think you got too much, there's always more ways to spend <laughs> it. I promise. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, uh, but so meal plans. So so eat. Pack a lunch two or three times a week, even just that. You know, and then then what you what you spend on normal. normal? Whatever it is, I think that this needs to be tailored towards people's finances and their budget. Right. If you are having trouble paying your bills and you're living paycheck to paycheck you're not the person that I'm talking to that can afford to eat out a few right. times a week in fact maybe you you need to dial maybe it back once a month maybe this is once a month thing I'm gonna but whatever it is be honest with yourself oh yeah you got to be really honest with yourself about where you're at because this is only beneficial yeah if, if you're, you're gonna be honest with yeah. yourself and um, you know, the, the person who can afford to eat out three or four times a week is not the same as the person who has, who's having trouble, uh, you know, making ends meet. And, you know, a lot of this really basic financial information, I feel like is probably more for the people who are having trouble making ends meet. Now, that's not to say there aren't just people with a great job and excesses of money who don't know how to spend it. That happens too. Yeah. But whatever you need to do to get your finances under control, you got to be honest with yourself about what the numbers are and don't bullshit yourself. Yeah. You got to be real up front. <clears throat> Otherwise, you're going to end up right back where you started. Yeah. But so you're, you're saying last week of using cash only and not using your debit card to buy little things. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to, I've, I've been trying to implement that, mm -hmm. having cash with me. It doesn't have to be a lot either, right? right? No, right? you pick you you pick your you pick your poison. How much mm -hmm. you live on for that week? Uh -huh. You just set the you, number. You, you say this is what I'm going to do. Exactly, you, you can't exceed that. Uh -huh. So, and that's where packing a lunch comes in. Mm -hmm. And when I so what I'm going to be doing now is when I pack a lunch to work, for every meal I eat at work, I don't eat at work. I'm going to move money from my from my checking account into my savings account. There you go. And I'm going to and I so that will give me a real number to see. The track at the end of the week. This is how. This was. Look me. how much money I. This is how. how look. Yeah, look how much money I didn't spend. Yeah. Look how much more money I have to get tattoos. Like. You'd be like, look how much <laughs> money I saved, right? Like this is money that I would have spent. And the important thing to recognize here is that the money that we're talking about that you wouldn't or that you didn't spend. It's not money. It's not spending that would have improved your quality of life, and that's what I want. Really want people to start thinking about is like. Are these just lazy habits, or am I actually spending this money because it will actually improve my quality of life? Yeah. Right. Like, if you're going to the store on Sunday, you're doing all your grocery shopping and cooking your meals, doing meal prep for the week. 
Well, that's money that you're spending that's going to improve your life. But if you're just rushing through day to day, getting McDonald's three times a week, eating at the... That's just money that you're spending. And it's probably not improving your life. If you're buying cigarettes, that's not improving your life. I don't give a fuck what excuse. I smoke, okay? This is somebody... I smoke. I don't smoke a lot, but I have no problem saying that, like, I smoke a cigarette in the morning and a cigarette in the evening and occasionally a, one or two during the day while I'm tattooing. But um, it's a waste of money. Absolutely 100%. It's, it's a waste of money. I enjoy it. And I've got excess. So it's something that I waste money on. Just like new shoes that I don't need or uh, going to the movie theater. Right? Yeah. You know, but you got to be really, you know, like soda at the store, like doesn't improve your life. It's not, it's not helping you. It's not healthy. It's not making you feel any better. In fact, it's probably making you feel worse. It's probably unhealthy for you. Yes. And that's something that's eaten up that money. It's got to be honest about like, what am I spending this on? Because that, that money and whatever it is, the money in your pocket, the money in your bank account, you got to start viewing that as a direct representation of your time. Yeah. Are you willing to give a portion of your life away to have this experience or to have this thing? Does it improve your quality of life that much? If it does, great, absolutely, get it, awesome. You know, but I think thinking about it in those terms will at least make it a little bit more real for people. Yeah. Because in reality, that's what happened. You traded a little piece of your life for that money. And that's, that's the representation of that time, of that portion of your existence that you'll never get back. Yeah. How are you going to spend that? At least if you think about it that way, it may make the decisions about how you spend it seem more important. I hope. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's about, it's about though, it's about, you know, like you said, being honest with yourself about how you spend money and what, what do you need versus what do you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's really going to make the improvement in your life? Is there, is there a need for you to improve your money, your finances? So you're, in the long run, what you're able to do is actually be healthier? Mm -hmm. Are you actually, in the long run, is there going to be twofold to this? Because you're actually eating at home? There are tons of free websites. My doctor is not happy with me because of the dietary plan I'm living on, which is high fat. He said he didn't like that because, but I'm on heart medication too, but, and I understand what his position is. But I'm like, I looked at him and said, well, I've lost 25 pounds on this high fat diet. And he's like, okay, we'll keep doing it, but uh, it's okay to cheat. But he gave it's me... Wor it's real bad when you're on a high-fat diet to have cheats, especially yeah. with car with carbohydrates. It's yeah. real bad. I try not to do it at all. Um, you know, if you're... Thanksgiving was not a good day. Sure. Thanksgiving is <laughs> a usual... You know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah. my birthday, Easter. Okay, so you get... So you get... You get five cheat days a year or the something, whatever. Even but like, the calories don't count. Yeah, don't, you know... <laughs> But for the love of God, if you're on a fucking high fat, like a or a high fat or a ketogenic diet, don't fucking cheat. Yeah, it fucks your shit up. Yeah. Like having well, having a high fat diet with pro with like large amounts of processed carbohydrate, so bad. Yeah, 
Well, I, I, but he's given me websites. I'll, I'll go ahead and post the websites. Mm-hmm. That, that actually, there's one website. It's free. It gives you a weekly we plan, uh, meal plan, mm-hmm. and it literally gives you the, the shopping list you need. There you go. And the recipes for each meal. Now, all so, this stuff is out there. Like, you could probably get an app to do most of the shit that we're talking about yeah. for free. Yeah. I almost guarantee it. I haven't looked because, uh, meh. If you want it, at least you can punch something into the search bar in the app store. But like, there's there's apps for everything. There's apps for meal planning. There's apps for budgeting. There's there's apps there's apps for all of this. If you're an app person, if you're a phone person, and you you need that to help you keep track of it or whatever, like, look use it up. It's there. Use it. Use the te- Use the tech, yeah, exactly. Use the technology to your advantage. Use yeah. it to make your life better. Use it to make yourself healthier. Yes. Because so often people use the so, that that technology, and it it's fairly detrimental yeah. to people's lives, only because of the way that they use it. This is not the technology's fault. It's wonderful. It's amazing technology. It's fucking fantastic. If you use it right. Yeah, it's a tool. Yeah. It's another tool, you yeah, know. You can play video games all day on yeah. it and kill your battery. Yeah. Or you can track your budgeting and track <laughs> yeah. your 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 meal prep and your fitness progress and anything yeah. else, right? It's it's just a powerful tool. It can be a powerful tool for distraction, or it can be a powerful tool for improvement. Well, it's like you know, I told you I'm listening to David Goggins' audiobook, mm-hmm. and he's issuing challenges in this book, and he ta- he keeps talking about getting outside of his comfort zone. He keeps talking about you know who who he is and who he wants to be, but it doesn't really take him very far outside of who he really is. Mm. You know, you, you don't have to change so so dramatically that you have this. It just he just you don't have to step person. very har- far yeah. outside the comfort zone to in, to induce growth is what, yeah, what exactly. you're gonna. It doesn't. You say, "Oh, get out of your comfort zone," and most people think of like some horrible experience yeah, like running a marathon no you don't have to be that far outside of your comfort zone to induce growth just yeah. a little bit just yeah. take one step out and then next week you can take one more step yeah. out what and then in a year you'll look back and you'll go I remember when my comfort zone was way over there it was this teeny little sphere it was so small and just by making one little step every day yeah. you realize that you've expanded your comfort zone and that's the idea, right? It's not that like we want to be consistently miserable. It's that we want to be able to be at peace and at calm in a much broader variety of experiences yeah. so that we're not exactly. overwhelmed or upset exactly. as easily. Exactly. And that's why. That, but, that's, but it doesn't have to be big steps. And it's so great you brought that up. It yeah. can just be a little step. Well, just a, a little thing, just a little bit out. I have a little piece of paper on my computer screen and it says, what are you going to do differently today? Mm-hmm. Now, in your daily routine and how you're doing things every day, things become opaque. They're, they're not visible to your brain. You actually have to you start to read that thing visibly every day. I have to force myself to look mm-hmm. at that and ask myself, mm-hmm. ask myself that question. Yep. What are you going to do differently today, Bob? Yep. And so and it doesn't always come easy, but, it's, but it is something that you can do. And that's, that's actually that can where you, that's where you can start... Me, that's how I started getting out upside my comfort zone. Yeah, you know, because I'm mean, like, man, eh, I don't want to ask this guy this question. Why? Oh no, I got to give this guy bad news. Oh, I don't want to. I, 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 I have to really be. Do I really have to say it? You know, in a 
way that's going to make him angry? Do I do it be blunt? Okay, so what I'm going to do different is I'm not going to be blunt with you. I'm going to be frank with you or... Kind and frank, or well, yeah, whatever it is, like well, whatever. I never, but I never try. I try never to say, "Well, you know, in all honesty," because yeah, it's right. a foregone conclusion. I'm being honest. Yeah, with right. You know? If anyone I mean, says that, it's either because they're insecure about what they're about to say, or what they're about to say is bullshit. And I say it all the time. This is probably mostly because I'm insecure. Well, but I like, I it's kind of a funny thing. That, honestly, though. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, it's like. I try not to say it because it's like, well, first of all, if I'm if I'm listening to you, and if I were a QA representative, which I'm not, but if I were listening to your call to a call center call as a QA representative, and you said it all the time, I'm going to start marking you down hmm. because you're not giving, you're not instilling, and that's a soft skill which we don't get. At started the very, for. at the very least, you're kind of yeah, on autopilot. It's a soft know. skill though. Yeah, that you're you're not portraying. You're going to make them question the the validity and the yeah, honesty exactly. of every other agent you speak yeah. to, they speak to. Yeah. So, um, you should automatically be honest anyway. So it's like uh, it's like that line from uh, uh, Kingdom of Heaven: "Be honest, even if it costs you your life." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think I'm getting it right now off the top of my head, but uh, rise of night. Um, <laughs> No, back to this 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 concept of like the the meal prep and the budget. So like we want people to figure out a meal plan for the week, yeah. whatever that meal plan is. Yeah. Good make for you. Make list. it make it yours. I'm make not telling you how to do it or what to do, but make a plan and make a grocery list. and make a grocery list. And then once a week, if you're if you're a weekend a traditional weekend kind of person, you know. Saturday or Sunday, you know, whatever works best for you. Shop, cook, prep, and just make it your day right. where you get that stuff done, and uh, and have a good time doing it. You you know, one thing we don't realize as as cooks, people who cook nightly to eat, mm -hmm. if you make a stew one night and you eat it that night, and you throw it in the fridge and you take it for lunch the next day, doesn't it normally taste better the second time? It's a time? stew, baby. Exactly. That's why I cook a lot so, of shit in a crock pot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to do a meal prep. My wife and I talk about it all the time. Oh, that was so good last night. And she'll say, but it was so much better today after it set yeah, the That's right. Yeah. Just, yeah. So a lot I'll of food is like that, right? a lot of stir fries. A little oyster sauce and a little stir fry with a little soy sauce. You know, beef, mm -hmm. beef or pork or chicken with a California mix of vegetables or, you know, I don't really like peppers. It gave me heartburn. Oh, okay. So, but I'll, like, a heavy broccoli, cauliflower, carrot, carrot mix, you know. Mm -hmm. um, heavy, you know, and I'll put lots of soy sauce in it, uh, watercresses, red, or use some red onion or just yellow onion, you know, mix that up. Cook that down, you know, still the veggies are still crunchy. Yeah. That, you can make a huge, you know, buy yourself a wok. You can make a huge bowl of that. And, um, and it doesn't take any longer to cook a huge thing than it does to literally an extra five minutes to yeah, cut up the extra vegetables exactly. is all it takes to well, cook your whole food for the week hell, you versus can, one you can meal. buy pre-cut freaking vegetables anyway. Yeah, exactly. But but it's so people think about it. I think in the wrong terms Over because it literally takes maybe an extra five minutes to cook seven meals versus one. Here and here's the challenge. Because a lot of people get stopped at the cooking. Cooking takes too much time. Then you have but to fucking clean up. 
But this is what I'm trying to communicate to people. That's why I say it only really, you can cook seven meals in the time it takes you to cook one. Yeah. Because I want people to think about this in big picture terms. Like, because I said, oh, you know, on Sunday, do your shopping and do your prep and your cooking and get it done. And everyone went, oh no, that's so much time. Yeah. But the reality is, you're saving yourself a massive amount of time by not having to cook multiple times a day every week. Yeah. Here's what you do. You put on a movie. You have, if you have Disney Plus or you have Netflix, watch it, put a movie on and cook while you, that's something you've watched before a million times. Don't chop your finger off paying attention to some new shit. That's right. Don't put on fucking the last season of Game of Thrones and fucking, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Put on some some white noise, get out a deck of Uno cards, play Uno with your kids, and cook shit. Yeah. You know, relax the last day. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun to relax and cook. It's so much fun. Everybody's like, my my weekend was so short. Why is your weekend short? Why aren't you playing card games with your kids? Why aren't you meal prepping? Probably because people are generally rushing around trying to get shit done that they didn't get done during the week. But this meal prep shit will save you so much time during the week, you won't have all that crap yeah. that you gotta rush around for on the weekend. Well, Cause you're gonna save yourself at least an hour every day. I'll tell you what makes your weekend go slow. You get up at six in the fucking morning and yeah. you read. Get up or early. Or write in a journal. Yeah. Guess what, your slow day down. goes slow, so slow. Easy, easy. Easy, you just do nice shit for yourself. You do things for you. You know, pay your bills. When you pay your bills, I pay my bills during the week after I get off work and before I go to bed. I generally get on the train, get on the computer and do that one night a month or two two nights a month. Um, So that when the weekend, I'm not stressed about the money. I know what I have in my accounts. Mm -hmm. I know what I have to spend on groceries. I got to go to Costco, things like that. You know, you you, and, and you don't let time, don't tell yourself that there's no time. Tell yourself there's lots of time. There's loads of time. You're probably just wasting a yeah, lot of it. You're, you're that's the truth. That's the, the real you, truth. Yeah. The the, there's loads time. of time. The minute you talk about that, there's no time. Your mind automatically turns the clock, turns the speed up on your mind, mm-hmm. and the, the day's done. Mm-hmm. You, you should be doing that on your work day. This day's done. This is this is that's going to be a fast day. Concentrate on your yeah, job. If you want to get something done Bam. quickly and efficiently, and and with a good mood. Don't tell yourself how little time you have to do it. Slow way down. So, and in doing that, you'll get it done faster and better. In your memory, what's our longest tattoo session ever? I have no idea. I'd say maybe uh, you probably remember hour, better than I probably do. Probably we did a four-hour session on my first arm. Okay. And one day, because you wanted to finish the color, mm-hmm. you pushed me to do more. In fact, I actually stuff it. I was stuffing freaking uh, car. You're chewing I, on a fucking was, hunk of cardboard or yeah, something? Yeah, or, or I put uh, paper towels in my mouth and chew on paper towels to get to the pain. Um, but I kept telling myself, this is going to be, we're going to be done before you know it. You're going you're gonna to be done before you know it. And guess what? That was a short four hours. It was uh-huh. painful, yeah. but it was a short four hours. Yeah. So that's what you do is you push through it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's I, and exact really opposite of the effect we're talking about. Exactly. If you go, it's a, it, it's going to be done before you no, know I it. It's going to be quick. Just end. fucking lay there, and then it is. Yeah. But if you're like, you know what? I got all the time in the world today. Yep. 
you might not get everything done that you thought you needed to get done, but I guarantee you'll get more done than you would have if you were stressed out and rushing. And you'll get and you'll get it done in a lot better mood. I love it when people on the phone say, well, I don't want to waste your time. And I always say to them, whose time are you wasting? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to waste your time. should have been time. funny. I don't, I what if they said to you, I don't want to waste my time. No, I that would be, that. you'd be like. I love when they say that because then I know that I, could, I don't have to, that I'm not going to beat around the bush with that yeah. person. Because yeah. that's what they want. What, in, in my job, they wanted us. Uh, we're moving out of that position now, but anyway, they wanted us to really dig down with the customer and find out what they really, what their, what's your motivation to get a loan? What do you want? Yeah. Um, what's the goal? What's the yeah, end game? What's the, what's the end game? Yeah. And you're you're trying to get into that, but it's like at the same time though, you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to build a friendship with you. I mean, it's nice to be friendly with you on the phone, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call you later and say, Hey, Joe, what's going on? How you been? Uh, did you use all that loan money? I'm not gonna do that. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I got a family. You know, I work in a call center. I work. I speak to forty people a day. I don't. Ha I don't. You know that 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 thing I started listening to on Jimmy Dore. We started talking about. He was talking about honey get hunter gatherers. Mm -hmm. One of the things he said is the average person's circle of friends is one hundred and fifty. The most you interact with is one hundred and fifty people. You might have five hundred people on your Facebook, but if you go, you through, don't talk to those motherfuckers. Exactly. You might, you might like something somebody posts every once in a while, but even Facebook doesn't put everybody's post on your screen. No. So. They put on shit like what you like. Yeah, they go, exactly. oh, you like that. We'll put on more shit like that. Yeah. That's it's like I have one friend it. who's super progressive, super liberal, and he posts, uh, we both like this page called Cthulhu Hand Luke. Mm. And he posts shit from it, and I post shit from it. because, mm. And because of that interaction, then I see all his progressive things, and I don't really post a lot of political things I just might have a conversation with somebody yeah but I know he sees my pro political things I post too because we like each other's posts yeah in that fashion so that's how that works that's, uh -huh. that algorithm is uh, I'll say I've said it before I'll say it again I hate the phrase artificial intelligence because it's it is artificial but it's not intelligence because it's created by somebody else to learn something that it really just is an algorithm it's just an it's following algorithm it doesn't grow beyond that algorithm. Like uh, the the game Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls uh -huh. Five came out. It said this game will continue to create new missions for you after you finish the end game. So I finished the end game, right? Uh -huh. And then I, all I could do is get I get send me some here, 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 and it was all the same mission. This it is was bullshit. Just from different locations. Recycle bullshit yeah, from different exactly. locations. So, so I will say I d I'm not like I'm not super well acquainted with AI stuff, but a, an, enough that I want to make a few clarifications, or at least one, about what we're talking about with AI technology and AI algorithms, learning algorithms. So you're correct, absolutely, that the initial um, AI structure is coded by an individual, yeah. and that the subsequent learning algorithms are coded by by humans but the changing in the algorithm that the AI is running at any given time if it's an actual AI yeah is changed and updated by the AI not the programmers so it's a little different than yeah. what you're saying for 
first iterations of AI were kind of what you're describing, but the way that AI works now, to the best of my understanding, which is limited, but I have had it explained to me by people who write AI learning algorithms. Um, the AI is not being directly interfered with unless something goes wrong and they need to do something major. Right. In a general sense, the AI is changing and growing and adapting on its own. It's making decisions about how to apply, how to change and adjust the algorithm, etc. The companies will monitor those changes that the AI is making to itself and its own algorithms and will write new learning algorithms to address any particular shortcomings, any particular areas where they notice that the AI isn't doing as well as they think it should. Then they'll write a learning algorithm or a learning program for the AI right. and upload that so well, that it can fill in that gap. But the actual algorithms that are being applied and the, the way that it's actually um, doing particular processes is controlled by the AI and it is changed by the AI. Well, Elon Musk was on Rogan like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And they made a big deal of him smoking dope with Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he talked about, I think it was on that one, he talked about how Google had shut down two servers because two servers started speaking to each other and it wasn't a language that they couldn't figure out. Yeah. So they literally turned it off because they were worried about what it was going to do. Well, who knows? They don't know. That's yeah. my point. Is that it's AI is... First and foremost, we don't. I don't know. We can. We could spend an entire <laughs> exactly. month of podcasts going down the AI rabbit hole. But um, suffice it to say that that uh, that that rabbit hole is very deep, and nobody knows nobody knows the bottom of the burrow. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely the 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 algorithms being applied by the cutting edge AI are independent. They are not, they're not written by humans. Okay. Um, but yeah, but it's super interesting and cool Well, I'm not saying it's not scary. interesting, I just, I just wish they'd come up with a better phrase for it. That's all. Artificial intelligence? What, well, let's come up with a phrase. What do you military want to call intelli it? It's like military intelligence. It's like oh, geez. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to maybe coin that phrase. I, I, like Phoebe would say, I don't want that kind of power. <laughs> machine learning. That's a, another machine learning algorithms. That's I robot. An, that's How another I robot? fucking I robot. That's your yeah. term for it. I robot. Yeah. Okay. Do you see the movie? Oh it's yeah. Based on a book. Oh yeah. I got the book at home. Oh. Uh, Ismoff. Who hasn't uh, seen I robot? Isaac, Come on. Isaac Ismoff. I think it's how you say his name. Yeah. He wrote some great science fiction. I need to read it all. Indeed. Um. Anyway, so back to I'm sorry we. Rabbit hole. Yeah, if you don't like rabbit holes and tangents, <laughs> the same for you. We 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 invite you to stay. Well, I'll give you lots of good information, but you got to wade through all our fucking nonsensical bullshit to get it. <laughs> so we're talking about finances. So build build a list. So find out, figure out for yourself how you want to save money. What your goal is to save money, and then start with the little things like food, meals, pack a lunch. Save the money you put the money away that you yeah. 
Save. Be honest with yourself yeah. when you're That's going. When you're thing. when you're ready to put that put the when you're going. I, before you even fucking get in your car, go. Do I need this? What's it gonna do for me? Ask yourself a few questions, and take a few minutes, and take a breath before you spend your money. I'm not saying don't spend it. It's your fucking money. Yeah. But most of the time, I think people will find if they just stop what they're doing and take two minutes and just sit and really contemplate the purchase, whether or not they need it, and frame it in the context of their larger financial goals, they're going to be making a much better informed decision. I won't say that they're more often than not, more often than not, you probably won't make the purchase, but maybe not, maybe you make a lot of, but my point is that if you do that, you will at least be giving yourself the opportunity to be making a conscious choice about how you spend your well, money. Let me, let me speak to a certain uh, set of people out there for just a moment. And, and I, I, I say these things not because I, 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 I don't have any other. I don't have any malevolent feelings or bad feelings about you. Bob's saying it because he hates you and he looks down his nose at you every day. No. It just if if That's you're bouncing you from paycheck to paycheck, and you're paying an occasional overdraft fee or you're having to use overdraft protection a lot, I really want to encourage you to really sit down and really take a look at how you're banking and how you're using your money. Because Dude, that you're not doing yourself any favor. Those are some of the hardest calls I take at work. Are when folks aren't respond, aren't willing to take you. You have to be res be willing to take responsibility for your actions. I'm not saying that banks don't make mistakes and don't make banking errors. Okay. They yeah. No. But I've. Yeah. But let's be real here. Like. Not very often. Well, I mean, you have to be willing to ask, what did I do wrong in any situation? Sure. If you want to get ahead. Absolutely. You can't always just blame everybody else for what goes wrong in your life. I, I, I mean, sure you can, but how happy gonna, are you really? not going to get you very far. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sometimes you have to say, oh man, you know, this is kind of my fault. What did I, what did I do? So, went to the, went to the mall, bought a couple items, and... They got left somewhere. And so somebody in the family is really upset that they did that. And she was more worried about how angry I would be than her mom. <laughs> so, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but she started to freak out. And I just looked at her and said, you're more important than these items. Yeah, come on, it's all right. Let it go, we can get, I can get, the, we can get those back and maybe we'll go back and maybe somebody found it and it's a lost and found or something. Because mm -hmm. there's no monetary value to anybody else. I mean, there is. They could use them. Sure, well, whatever. Sure. Yeah, but, but maybe you, maybe there are people out there who are nice and put things in lost and found. So we'll see what happens. You know, I'm going to go to the mall tomorrow again and, and go to the lost and found. And there's, you know, maybe we'll find them. And if we do, great. If we don't, well, then we'll just buy what we lost yep. again. So... But anyway, well, we'll buy what she lost. Because um, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. But anyway, because um, she's more important. And so prioritize, you know, those kind of priorities are important because it, 
Yeah. When you, For the love you of God, let I'm, go of your worries about money, guess what? You let go of a lot more worries than just money. Yep. If you, this is the other thing about, that's kind of a, more of an abstract about how you think about money. I would say that almost without fail, the people that I talk to who are living paycheck to paycheck and are really struggling financially, one, they usually didn't, they, that, that was the way they grew up. So they, didn't ha they don't have a better or different understanding of how to approach finances. That's what they saw their parents do, and so that's what they do. And in a, in a very general sense, there's a subconscious understanding that, well, this is just how my life is going to be. If you think that money's really hard to come by, and you're always worried and anxious about it, you're probably always going to be broke. Yeah. The, th the things that, that Bob and I are, are talking about, the thing, you know, the things that we're talking about are, are, are it sounds at, on its surface like we're saying, oh, you got to worry about this with money and worry about that with money and do this and do that. What we're talking about is how to not worry about money. Yeah. What we're talking about is how to not be anxious about your ideas. finances. This is strategy. Yeah. This is strategy. And when you have a strategic plan in place, that's what allows you to not be anxious. Yeah. That's what allows you to know, oh, I don't have to worry about that because I already know and planned ahead of time to do it this way. And I budgeted and I did that. So now I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to stress about it every day. Where's that money coming from? Am I going to have the money to pay the rent this month? Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, absolutely. A little bit of upfront investment in time and, and learning, but is going to pay long-term dividends in the amount of energy that you actually have to put in to finances. Yeah. Yep. 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 Sometimes you have to give up control to take control. Mm -hmm. um, another tool you can use to beat this is if you're a competitive person, Stop competing with everybody else and compete with yourself and how you can do this yes, better. The only person that you need to be competing with is you. Yeah, exactly. And then that's in every facet of your life. I yep. mean, yeah, everything. Not everything. just finance, everything. 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 Yeah. The person that you're competing against is you. Yeah. And that's, that's a wonderful relationship when you learn to develop it. Yeah, because relinquishing know. control is actually taking control. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a, I know it sounds circular in that statement. It is a yeah. circular statement. Okay. But Lots of true is, statements are. Yeah, but it's like that's what I figured out is, is it's reduced my road rage. Huh? It's improved my relationship with I don't know if it has or not because I mean, she's kind of closed oh. mouth. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm hoping it improves has improved my relationship with Olivia. Hmm? You know my stepdaughter. You know. Well, be, back to the tying that in, into what we're talking about being strategic. That realizing where you can actually have an impact and affect a change and where you can't is yeah. really important in finances and everywhere else. You can be as frustrated as you want about the dollar amount on your paycheck, but unless you're willing to try to get a raise, try to work more hours, try to get a promotion, that's not going to change. And right. either way, it's not gonna change right now. Yeah. So it doesn't work very well being frustrated about that. Okay, so we're not gonna apply our energy there. And that's the general thought process that I'm talking about. 
looking at your finances objectively and going, where can I affect the most change with the least amount of effort? That's what I yeah. want out of my life in general. When I look at my life and I go, obviously I want to improve my life in a general sense. Most people would say that that's what they want. I'd like my life to be better tomorrow than it was yesterday, right? If you want to do that in finances or anything else, don't lie to yourself. Take a few steps back, look honestly at the situation yes. and go, where can I affect the most change with the least effort. That's where you want to apply. That's where you want to apply your focus. And then once you've done that, then you, then, then the, and then once you get to, you'll get to a certain point where it's like, all right, hopefully you get to that point where it's like, it's running smooth. I, I'm diminishing returns on my time now on affecting change. It never happens like that. But that's, that's like the, that's the dream, right? Yeah. But like, but that's what you want. You want to be strategically searching for where you can affect the most change yeah, exactly. with the least amount of effort. Yeah, yeah. We're smarter, not harder. Yep. Uh, you know, I'll say this, because uh, this, it really boils down, breaks down to feelings, how you feel about things. And we don't realize how, how much our feelings affect nope. things. Feelings aren't always right, they just are. Nope. I, I, you just but they are, to. and they will affect your yes, reality. absolutely. They will affect absolutely. your abilities. See you, Nick. See you, buddy. You have to yeah, you have to learn how to manage that and mm -hmm. say it's well, okay to, to feel you, this way. You have to learn how to use. You have to learn that that is a. It can be, as much as it's been a negative thing for a lot of people, what we're talking about that emotional aspect to yeah. these concrete things. It can just as much, if not more, be a positive thing. That that those emotions are the way they are. If you're willing to learn. To work with them and to manage them and to open up to them, right? Yeah. Like. If you're willing to go, if you're really willing to take a hard look at yourself and go, have I, do I believe that I can be financially independent and successful? Like, is that actually, you know, like if you're sitting there living paycheck to paycheck and it's bumming you out and you're looking at all these rich fucks on TV and want to, I want to be like that or whatever, whatever the thing yeah. is, I, I don't care, but... <clears throat> are you able to recognize that it's not any more or less of a reality for you than it is for them at the mall they just happen to believe that that was possible at and the, so they can do it at the mall today i heard more than one person say well they just got more money than they know what to do with or they were somebody's complained about how somebody else had more money than them than, than them yeah and it's like Quit concentrating on what somebody else has. Doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, for nothing. Doesn't they have, matter. Exactly. They they have more for whatever reason. Who, who fucking cares? Yeah. It has no effect on you whatsoever. Well, yeah. What you should care about is why am I worrying about that? Why am I worried about whether or not they have more money than I do? Why do I care? Yeah. That's an important question. Yeah. That's a much more important area to maybe direct some energy towards. Why do I care about that? Who knows? I can't tell you. Lots yeah. of people care for different reasons. But yeah. if you go looking, you know, if you go looking well, and... They'll, they'll, you'll forgive me and indulge me a little bit here, but if you throw the word around the word around justice and fairness, well, are you being just and fair in your own assessment of other people and the struggles that they've gone through? You don't know what don't everybody's know. gone you through. You don't know. Exactly. You don't know... Yeah. 
Dude, that dude buying his wife like two, three new pairs of Louboutins, uh, you know. What are Louboutins? Oh, like red bottoms, like fucking like $2,000, $3,000 heels. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know. Whatever. You may look at that dude and be like, oh, fuck him. He probably got that money from his daddy and blah, blah, blah. You got more than money. Knows it. Maybe. Maybe he just inherited it. Yeah. But chances are, especially in Idaho, that that dude just worked smarter. He worked harder and smarter. He probably busted his ass at some point in his life. It didn't come easy. Yeah, no way. No way, no how. Not at all. Yeah. I've got, I'm nowhere near that. I've got a little bit more than two pennies to rub together. It is not easy. It takes work. Yeah. It takes time and thought and struggle and discomfort you have to be willing to be uncomfortable but through all that process you grow there's value there independent of the money to be earned yeah you know significant value and there's better value in it too is this if you're if you're more concerned about how you're managing than how everybody else is managing you add value to yourself because you're not concentrating on something that you have no control over. Yeah, exactly. Over. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, unless you think that you can talk to that person and learn yeah. something about that can help you, why are you worrying about how they got what they got? Short of, hey, I want to sit down and have lunch with you and, and I'd really like to figure out like what you're doing and and there's nothing fucking wrong with that. By all means, if you've got if you've got people around you who know about money and who know how to make money and who are clearly financially independent, pick their brain. Yeah. For the love of God, use the resources Ask at your questions. disposal. Ask questions. Be teachable. That is the most valuable commodity that you will find. And all it costs is genuine interest. Yeah. I have never talked to anyone and I've talked to loads of people about finance who are way better at it than me I talked to uh, a few guys about finance who own a, a fund in the Pacific Northwest that manages over 60 billion in capital I've talked to plenty of people who have like who are much, much wealthier and better at finance than I am. And they're always excited and, and eager and willing to discuss it. And the only, all you've got to do is express a genuine interest and be kind and courteous and express a genuine interest in somebody. And people love to talk about themselves. So if there's somebody around you who's doing it the way you want to do it, whatever it is, whether it's exercise or diet or fucking your finances, humble yourself and show them kind, genuine interest and they'll, they'll give you gold. The reality of what we're doing here is this is about relationships. And the best way to fucking level up, the best way to improve the fastest, the way to work smarter, not harder, is to find somebody who's already done what you want to do 
and find out how they did it. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, it kind of makes me think of the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. So three men were given talents, a certain amount of talents. Mm-hmm. And the first one goes out and increases his talents immaculately, incredibly. And the second guy... Talents being gold, gold uh, monies. Yeah, monies yeah, in the yeah, Bible, yeah. yeah. Just so. so, and then another, the next guy, he, he doesn't do as well as the first guy, but he does well. He does pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And the third guy takes his talents and buries him. Buries him. Hides him. Doesn't do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can that's that's what we that's what your talents are your talent to learn your talent to absorb your talent to to listen mm-hmm. okay i always have to remind myself that just because i feel like i've listened long enough i need to be quiet sometimes mm-hmm. because i can talk too much so hard that's hard listen. for me that's one of the biggest things that i struggle with even in and i know that now and it's still or i like to talk everybody likes to talk but that's why I say that. You ask those people, you show them that you're genuinely interested and you care. They loved it. People love to talk about themselves. Yeah. Well, that's why we're here together today. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's we it. built a relationship on conversation. Yeah, we built a relationship about how Just much we both in. like talking yeah. <laughs> and talking to each other. Exactly. But like, it, but but that. Should have done this fucking years ago. That truth, though, <laughs> it's such a powerful tool. Yeah. For getting the knowledge that you want. Yeah. That's the real. That's the real ticket. It's not money. Not any, if you want any of those things that you you need the knowledge. Yeah. For that's well, the, that's where the most value lies. Let's divide. Let's divide one thing here, though, since we said biblical things. Sure. Because people always say, you know, there's the song, the song "Money" by Pink Floyd, or other songs that talk about how money's the root of evil and root of all evil, and it's like. And it's ironic. It's an ironic thing to me, but it's an ironic thing to me that that song is. What's the root? What is the net value of that song? When you think <laughs> yeah, right. about it, yeah. you know, because they made money on that they song. Plenty of money but, on that song. It was pretty popular. If I take a dollar bill, and people are like, "We'll do this with guns too." You see those memes? My gun sat on my porch all day, didn't kill anybody at all. You know, but uh, that's what you. Your I, dollar bill is going to sit in your pocket. Exactly. It ain't going to spend it on the itself. Table. It, the only thing they can have with that dollar is my wife might pick it up because she needs it for coffee. That's right. <laughs> but that money doesn't do anything. No. It doesn't grow. It you doesn't can't put it anything. next to a hundred dollar bill and hope they'll mate and make a fifty. Exactly. That doesn't work either. Exactly. I've tried that. Try it quite frequently. <laughs> put a I've little never water fa- on it. I've never found money babies. No, no little like. There's no tree in your backyard. Yeah, you can no, put money no. from. There's but, no goose uh, that lays golden eggs. No, 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 no. Still looking. Yeah, I know. It's like a, it's like the meme uh, that shows the uh, little Yoda baby, mm-hmm. you know, with using the Force, and uh, somebody says, "There's somewhere there's a six-year-old doing this," and I'm like, "What are you talking about, a six-year-old? I do this every morning." All right. <laughs> yeah. Light turn on. Oh! <laughs> All right. I think uh, I think we're there. I just want to leave you with that. I you know the the concept that whatever you want to learn how to do or whatever you want to improve in your life I can almost guarantee that there's somebody around you that knows what you want to know and you can literally just go ask them yeah now you you, seek what you 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 find what you see and and if there's no one around you that's why we have fucking YouTube and Google and that's why we do this shit hopefully if there's nobody around 
<laughs> for, for somebody, they can at least hopefully glean like a few useful tidbits you know, just out of this podcast or well, out of somebody else's or podcast. Even you, if you just listen because you hate our guts, you listen to us and you yell at the podcast. You can do that too. Can, That's yeah, fine. You're perfectly fine. So. Um, <laughs> but just, it's not nearly as hard or overwhelming as it seems to get your finances in order. The hardest part is acknowledging that you need to get your finances in order and starting down that path. Once you take the first few steps and you start applying yourself and some of these concepts that we've been talking about, you're going to find out how much less stressful it is to be managing your finances as opposed to having finances manage you. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, yeah. So be honest with yourself. Look inside. That first pull from that uh, castor oil bottle may actually be what you need. So the bitter pill, you know, take care of that step. Once you swallow it, it's not as bitter as it seems. That's the thing. That's the main thing. You know, it's not... It's not the mountain that you see. It's not that big. Nope. It's not that it's difficult. It's defeated one step at a time. Yep, that's right. All right, well, this is Bob. And this is Jordan. This has been Shop Talks. Uh, we don't know if we're going to carry on with this. We might. I'll might. probably do another one. I yeah. like this. We'll do another yeah. one, I think. One more after this? I think wanna... so, yeah. Okay. But I uh, hope you enjoyed this, and we hope you have a great night. Uh, thanks for joining us. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>